0: Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, this is not the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm oh, your what? host Tony, I'm Manny, and we got two others here, say hi Leo and Tommy. Yo, what's going on? So, so this is our bonus episode I kind of teased to last week, and uh, before we get into those details, Manny, you sound healthy again, how you doing buddy?
1: doing much better, much better.
0: That's good to hear, man. Yeah, it, it, it's very difficult to replace you. <laughs> well, you know, in these we, days, in these days and times, I'm pretty sure it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, but you know, we we did kind of miss an episode, so we decided we'll finally go ahead and do this bonus. Yeah. So what we're gonna do here and. Obviously, just like when we started our regular podcasts, we may change things up here and there and morph this since we're going to kind of wing this and just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So formatting intros, blah, 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 blah. we'll see what we need to do to make it better and get some feedback from the audience, right? Yeah. But I've been wanting to kind of do something like this for a little while. It takes a little bit more time since it's not just, you know, headlines and, and BSing. So the prep is a little bit longer, but we'll see how it goes. Basically, we're going to do a little bit of a story time. And you guys don't know what I wrote. You guys don't know what I researched. It's going to be all brand new to you guys, right?
2: Yes, sir.
0: All right. So um, I guess before I get started, how much do you guys know about, I guess, the history of cars? The very beginnings. Hmm. Uh like chariots? Uh, let's go what, the like car? uh <laughs> <a> <laughs> let's let's go automobile something that's okay. not being pulled by a, an animal. So like the model T. The Model T, we have steam engines, we got a, a bunch of stuff, right? So the that, very, uh, very root, roots uh, of what started So besides Model T, is that pretty much where everybody's knowledge kind of lies? Pretty
1: much, uh, I would say. Yeah. For them, yeah.
0: Okay, I will go a little bit deeper into it, but we'll we'll have some fun then. So, we're gonna start off seventeen sixty nine. Ah uh, shit! The yeah, did. oh yeah. We're going way back on this one. <laughs> so, so chariots. Uh, this what? is actually in no. France. Nicholas Joseph Cugnot. Built the very first self-propelled motor vehicle. It's a military tractor. Steam engine.
1: Military steam engine tractor. So, like, the very first tank
0: or something? It's a three-wheel giant tricycle, basically. Uh What the... Oh, yeah. And uh, it only went... 2.5 2.5 miles an hour <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. oh that's blistering speed right there what are you talking
0: about oh yeah i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure i could power walk faster than that <laughs> straight face would, would you question.
2: really
3: though
0: i mean if i had
2: to yeah <laughs> do you really power walk for a living
0: oh not for a living hell no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so with its extreme speed of 2.5 miles an hour it would actually go for about 20 minutes and carry four people. After waiting 20 more minutes, it was good to go again. So you wouldn't get very far, very fast at all? No, not at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're better off walking at that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 20 minutes, break for 20 minutes, and 20 minutes to go again, it kind of sounds like Leo's sex life right now. Damn.
4: (laughs) Oh. Oh, Damn.
0: I was cry. waiting for somebody else to make the joke, but I I kind of had to.
1: Damn it, little buddy! Everyone knows.
2: Joke or you ruined my life? Which one? Can't <laughs> tell <That's> the <other> <laughs>
0: difference. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move a little bit forward now. We're eighteen oh five, so we're still not quite Model T territory just yet. Ah shit. Well, actually, rewind a little bit. My bad. Eighteen oh one. Oliver Evan invented the high-pressure steam engine.
4: And by 1805,
0: he decided to make this into a car, basically. Now, mind you, this is the first one in the United States. And as you know, with our big-ass trucks and SUVs, we gotta go big, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This fucking thing was called the Amphibious Digger. It was Thirty feet long and twelve feet wide. The fuck? Yeah, it's a fucking monster on land, basically. Jesus. Terrorizing. Now, I'm sure you sure you heard of the name. It was actually amphibious, meaning it was able to drive on the on the on the road and in water.
2: Land and water. Mm-hmm.
0: And this uh, big old boat. Literally only went three to four miles an hour.
2: Oh, it's even uh, faster.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're progressing. We're progressing. We'll get there. Oh, god. Super <laughs> sonic. <laughs> we're making progression, like Leo. And uh, God for those damn it.
2: You... <laughs> <laughs> so we're just basing all these cars off of me at this point. Then there Jesus. we go.
0: And uh, if you're wondering how it was able to go on land and water, it pretty much had the steam engine on it. It had a wheel. It did a pulley system down to the wheels, the wooden wheels that rode on the road. And then it also had a pulley that went all the way to the back and had basically these scoop paddles. Kind of like one of those uh, water wheels, you know? Yeah. And since the whole thing was made out of wood, it would float and that's how it would propel in the water. Man, it was about above his time. I mean, it sounds like some weird steampunk fucking shit from back then you know what i mean like how crazy that must have been for people seeing that shit driving down the street you know oh man I I'm like, definitely I,
2: I bet you there were people were blowing their mind right there They're like
0: whoa what is this yeah <laughs> especially with how loud it would be oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 and i mean, and I mean we'll kind of get into i mean we already Steam... got a glimpse with, with leo's car but yeah oh shit <laughs> man what is it like
2: is this is this like let's roast leo today what
1: let's let's roast Leo every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. So by the 1860s, it, we're gonna kind of start localizing into the U.S. Because if I branch out to every, uh, the only reason I mentioned France was because it's kind of considered the first automobile. You know what I mean? Mm. But we're gonna kind of focus else. more on what the U.S. is doing right now. You will. So by the 1860s everybody was tinkering and making their own steam engines and their own automobiles and, and, and you know, just kind of experimenting, you know,
4: hmm.
0: it was the age of the DIY guys, you know? Mm. So I guess the most notable one that I kind of found is, uh, Francis Curtis in 1866, you know, he had built a couple cars or whatever, but 1866, his stuff was actually good enough to where, um, he built, like, a steam wagon for fighting fires in the cities. Oh, shit. Now, he was never mass-produced or anything like that. He was just kind of like a home builder that built some really good ones, you know? Mm. And um, he actually was responsible for a lot of firsts. So he was actually one of the first to do financing for cars. Oh. So More people it, of their time. Yeah, because obviously only the rich people were doing that kind of shit. Everybody was else, was in horses and stuff, you know? Chariots. Yeah. Yeah, all...
3: The yeah, chariots that Manny loves so much. <laughs> <laughs> apparently,
2: yeah. Apparently, everyone from the 1800s are on chariots. <laughs> not <Yeah>. wagging chariots. <laughs>
0: Manny's still wearing a helmet, yelling out gladiator slurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you
1: not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained?
0: Jeez. Oh, all right, God. So basically one what? of his customers wanted a smaller vehicle because everybody was using this for for work you know whether it was the fire the firefighting farm landing you know things like that but what somebody wanted one as a passenger vehicle just to get around you know so hmm. um, Curtis actually built this vehicle for one thousand dollars and sold it to the man in payments so one thousand dollars is roughly 293. Like $29,000 in today's money?
2: Damn, that's a lot.
0: Guy yeah, was balling. Oh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out right here. So this vehicle that um, that Curtis built for him whopped a, a very nice five horsepower. Yep, we're going, we're getting into lawnmowers oh, God, now. Godspeed oh, now. Shit. Jesus. That's the same amount of <laughs> horsepower as
1: my Honda.
0: <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and... It did 25 miles an hour now. Oh, Shit. geez. Yeah, so we're jumping now. It's jumping. It's moving.
2: Oh, my goodness. How can it contain that that type of speed?
0: <laughs> Fucking light speed. And it had a 30-mile range. Well, we can get a little okay. further this time. Uh, now, mind you, that 30-mile range was with about, you know, half a dozen water stops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they weren't super clear on there. I'm a I'm assuming that it was like after a half a dozen water stops or so at 30 miles, it probably was too hot and they had to let it cool off. You know. Mm. I'm now, starting to question whether or not it was beneficial for anybody to use
1: any of these. Like for oh, like long they days. are hassles
0: to the bone, man. Every single one is hassles to the bone. Jesus. Now Francis Curtis. The reason why I kind of chose him for this kind of to kind of timestamp this area was a couple reasons. Now I didn't give the other guy's name because that bought the car for a thousand dollars, because basically he ended up being a bum and not being uh worth mentioning apparently because I couldn't find any information. Is that when they invented the repo? Oh buddy, that's when he <laughs> fe- he did the first car repo. <laughs> <laughs> He fell behind on payments and Francis Curtis said, I'm taking my shit back. <laughs> Gee. Did they have a TV show for that repo?
2: Yeah, was want to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all those on the Those Barry. repo shows are so funny though. Dude, it, so bad. This was literally the first record of the very first car repo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now
1: they they gotta make a TV show of that
0: now. Oh, dude, Eight, 1800s car repos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving pictures. <laughs> yes. Moving slow enough to get away where the people were just talking shit the whole way, running next to him. <laughs> <laughs> just had a light jog,
1: like, you might as well stop now. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't be a bitch, stop.
1: <laughs> You're going to have to fill up with water again sometime soon.
0: <laughs> oh, that's it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Now, Francis Curtis was basically kind of like an encompass of one of the first car guys. You know, he was building these cars. He was tinkering and, you know, trying to get it out there. You know, he loved it. Now, what is one thing car guys do in their neighborhoods? Burnouts. Be loud. Be loud. They I... piss neighbors off, man. Oh, God. sounds like Leo. And Francis Curtis was literally... <laughs> the first example of this so he was literally the car guy working on his engines all day long and in, in uh his own engine vehicles which ironically enough i couldn't find an official name for any of his stuff was he doing that the, actually sounds like that <laughs> really does actually sound like Leo, <laughs> being loud and working on his cars no i friday francis curtis was no exception he this is he was the car guy in the neighborhood he was Leo Lee on the neighborhood. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, this is, again, some of the very first cases of this where neighbors didn't really know what to do. Now, his neighbor went full fucking caring on him and actually went to file a complaint with the sheriff of the of the town. Yeah, and apparently, yeah. the sheriff came after him. I don't know if it's like a di- it didn't. I couldn't find any information on whether it was like a disturbing the peace charge or what the sheriff was trying to charge him with. But he showed up to Francis Curtis's house, banged on the door, and Francis Curtis booked it to his car and started the very first car pursuit and getaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh There's a lot damn! Of going on right
2: now, <laughs> I-, I, was wonder- I was wondering if the sheriff came to the town and be like. This is the first ever smog
0: paper. You're your state ref buddy. <laughs> hey, a smog ref. Oh shit. Get hey, bunk, well, son. <laughs> steam steam is very clean burning for the most part compared to now, right? Not the engine decibels. That shit must be loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're deafening the polar bears.
1: Oh, yeah. These are <laughs> you're high you're pressure your ones. State ref,
0: buddy. <laughs> and, and can you just imagine the sheriff chasing this fucking He probably didn't even know about it if he did know about it and just start chasing this random steam engine powering down the street at 25 miles an hour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he was the very first pursuit and getaway of a a sheriff police here in the U.S.
2: Was it successful? He got away?
0: You know, it's unclear of whether they caught up to him, but at that moment, he got away. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Yes, it's all about the this, now was, anyways, this was probably right?
2: inspiration for GTA. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, where GTA got through for the story.
0: Now, eventually he did end up moving a few towns over and far enough away from other neighbors where he wouldn't disturb anybody. And that's you know kind of where it left off. He didn't he didn't get to do anything else other than that. But uh, I just thought he was a good mention for this transition period. <laughs>
1: Guy was a legend.
0: Right. A legend. Fucking legend, man. <laughs> so now we're gonna move into the Stanley brothers, which uh judging from what you guys told me at the beginning of the episode, you guys haven't heard of these guys either. Probably Stanley
1: not
3: yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> All I know
0: oh, we get
2: talking, the carpet cleaner. I thought we were talking this is the car show, not a carpet <laughs> show a carpet, carpet, carpeting.
0: Hey, you guys got to sell that like Billy Mays. You need some enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Billy Mays, you might need some coke, but you know, oh geez. a little bit, a little bit of coke goes a long way. <laughs> just a little bit gives you all you need, buddy. Nothing wrong no, with fine. Coke I'll take pepsi. <laughs>
1: I'll take pepsi. I'm fine. And it's a this pe- guy,
2: pep.
0: All right, so the Stanley brothers they ended up patenting and producing America's first manufacturer, actually producing cars. Well, mind you, steam-powered cars. And uh what did they decide to call them? Period. They were known as the locomobile.
1: The Ooh. locomobile?
0: Yes, and, and not the ones that bounce up and down in Leo's neighborhood.
4: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> oh, damn. What a heart-wrenching story. <laughs> right? They're like, "Hey, man, it's the fucking Locomobile. Come buy this <laughs> shit." <laughs> so, they were producing cars um between 600 and 1400, which is which is about 16 to 43 grand in today's money. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, they they have like basically a stripped-down version and they probably they probably pulled a Lexus and added some leather and been like, hey, we'll tax this up higher. Here's Jeez. the performance package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, these were two-cylinder um, engines running 300 PSI boilers on a wood-framed car. Oh, shit. Yes, these motherfuckers are still wood.
1: True power.
0: Slightly. Like if you need weight not reduction, sure. just get... If you need weight reduction, just get termites. Oh, shit.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> April the jokes of all time.
0: Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Or you could just get like a lighter wood.
0: A What's lighter a lighter wood, then?
1: Wood. I don't fucking know. I'm not
3: no, but... Everybody's like, like, oh, like man, Tommy's
0: a carpenter. He's, he's about to come off with some knowledge.
2: Yeah, he's about to hit me with these wood facts.
3: Okay.
0: Now, when you say lighter, do you mean by color or by weight? Both, I'm assuming.
2: Let's make it both to be on the safe side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
2: Yeah, the cherry oak tree. It's a lot good for performance, but you know, fucking, the mahogany
1: uh, one just lasts so much longer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's all about redwood, buddies. It's all about redwood. Just like those and Brembo's. God, that's why every, all the Brembo calipers are red. It's because of redwood. And wood. God forbid
2: you to use pine. God forbid <laughs> you use
3: pine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a crime on his own. All right. So these actually went 20 miles per tank. So they actually had enough in their own tank without having to stop a shit ton of times and go 20 miles on it. Did it fix the cooling
2: issue?
0: Uh, I think it's a capacity issue at this point. Oh, Leo, did you fix
1: your cooling
0: issue?
2: You can Mm. suck these nuts. (laughs) Don't worry about my cooling issue, sir.
1: (laughs) Somebody needs to cool them off.
0: (laughs) Now, this car was also the first car used in war. Oh, shit. So it was kind of like the first time they used an automobile for moving equipment and whatnot, you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know, there's a there's a second part to being used in war, but we'll get to that right now. Um. So some weird again, like some of when you start reading into this stuff, they put in some weird, weird stuff on there. So one of the other benefits they had is that you can brew a cup of tea by taping it to the boiler. Hey man, when
1: tea time calls, you fucking listen.
0: Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that'd be a notable feature, but that was actually listed on there. You Which, can't skip tea time, man. That's a crime. I, I fucking guess, man. Now they built about a thousand of them in nineteen hundred alone. So there, these is this is actually the first one where they're actually being not so much mass produced, but they're actually producing you know
2: but you think about a thousand of these it's a lot if you think about back then
0: oh yeah when you think about their manufacturing process that's a lot 1900 that was before we really got deep into the industrial revolution so these are handcrafted and fuck I can only imagine how long it took to build one you know yeah weren't they all uh, coach built coach built yeah. Uh, uh, expand on that. <laughs> Elaborate.
1: Are
2: right, you know how um, a certain frame of these vehicles there were taken to a uh, coach builders, and they made them. Uh, they made the body there like custom built bodies.
0: I mean, this is still wood, so <laughs> not sure. Uh never mind.
1: Good job, Leo.
0: Sorry, I'll get some pictures next time, so this way we can kind of get a better clarification. That'll be a note I'll do for the next one. All right, I'll use this picture for now. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, audio medium. Leo's using using my picture as a background. It's, it's a little bit awkward. Screenshot. <laughs> it's, it's it's Leo. What
1: do you expect? Tony doesn't know how to feel about looking at himself.
0: Looking uh, no, feel... at himself. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm cute. I just feel awkward when Leo starts trying to line himself up for a kiss. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: where that? <did> I... <laughs> oh my god! This is why. This Throw is why everybody's fucking up. <laughs> This is why they're fucking up, not going on Twitch for our stream.
2: <laughs> I'm the reason why he will get banned.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Can you can you recreate that photo for me, please, real quick? Nope. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know issue... something you can recreate for him. Uh oh. Just smash your oil pan.
2: Nah, oh, you oh. go. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. just pour the with- wrong gas inside of a subaru. Oh, that's <laughs> who.
4: That <too.
0: laughs> well, speaking of Subarus and blowing up, this local had- mobile... <laughs> that was Leo. This locomobile, oh. they were actually prone to catching fire, and they were really finicky to operate. Oh, shit! They had to be warmed up for half an hour, and oh, God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think you had to warm up old cars? Imagine this motherfucker! Jesus Christ! Now. When I say, you know, they were the first car used in war, prone to fire, and why I kind of see that, the you know, maybe there were some other uses for them being in war. These cars were literally driven with uh, kerosene to heat the water up, and gasoline is used for the pilot light on a boiler that's running over 300 PSI. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was a moving fucking bomb. (laughs) Literally, a time bomb. Oh, yeah. It it was just waiting to go and blow up, basically. That's all bad. So, I guess maybe I should have explained this in the beginning. So, I'm going to go through kind of like these cars evolutions as they go. And then kind of the effect they took on society. So, keep that in mind as we're going through. Now... 1898, right? So this is uh, this is just before uh, the locomobile had built the thousand cars in 1900, right? Yeah. By this time, we had over a hundred companies building automobiles, and believe it or not, forty percent of the, all cars registered in the U.S. at this time were steam powered. Thirty-eight percent were electric. And 22% was gas.
1: We had electric cars in eighteen (laughs) ninety eight.
0: Yes, we had fucking electric cars. What the fuck? So this is kind of one of those things as I started digging through and I saw this. And Manny's going to just, you know, make some bullshit comment about this is the EV episode again. (laughs) So uh, before you get there, fuck your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there were EV cars well before 1900. I thought this was going to be an EV episode. Shut the fuck up, Manny. <laughs> Why would you have to make this an EV episode? I, you know, it, it it's fucking haunting me now, dude. They're everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be surprised who's responsible for the death of it. GM of what? GM? No, the death of uh, EV, basically early on. Ah, uh, Tesla. No, You'll see. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> wait how do I see?
2: Does the electric vehicle run? Did he have like a it little kite connected to the
0: electricity.
2: No shit, but how? <laughs> i get into the, it right now. i get into it right now. What now.
0: do you not understand, Liu? How do you get the electricity?
2: You make it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just how far you know.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not an electrician. So
0: let me get into it for you guys real quick. Now, First uh first of all a lot of people actually preferred the electric vehicles over gas because uh at this time at this point in time gas engines were really noisy unreliable and vibrated like a motherfucker which obviously you can you can imagine right
3: Leo jeez
0: and um steam obviously needed a shit ton of wa- water to actually go go distances right Yeah and uh <laughs> As we kind of just discussed, they tend to, you know, catch fire and blow up. Yeah. All just a little, just a little bit. Just a
3: little
0: bit. Just just a little bit. They're a little bit of a, you know, rolling bomb, but um, electric was obviously they're quiet. They're easy to use, and there's extremely low maintenance, which is, you know, similar to now, right? Mm-hmm. Now... Robert Anderson was actually responsible for one of the first electric vehicles, basically. Uh, theres I couldn't pinpoint an exact date. It just kind of gives me 1832 to 1839. And that was in okay. Scotland. So they were actually al- around for a very, very long time. It was in Scotland, you say? In Scotland, yes. So the, the League of Extraordinary Men. <laughs> this fucking guy, Yes. But now we're going to jump back to the U.S. I, like I said, I just wanted to make note of the very first one known. But now we're going back to the U.S. Is uh, okay. William Mort- William Morrison. And uh, he must have cheated off of this guy because he's also Scottish. And he's a chemist from Des Moines, Iowa. Where the hell are you finding these pictures of me?
3: Continue. Let's just
0: ignore that. Hold on, I'm just going to Oh that. my God.
1: <laughs> Lee, I was literally going searching for pictures of you just to put them on his background.
0: God damn it! Please continue. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. God damn it! <laughs> All right, so um, notable, notable mention for Morrison here. He he was a uh, like I said, he's the first electric vehicle kind of built in the U.S. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is per his words, he had a secret basement laboratory in Des Moines where he worked on his batteries and his uh, electric cars, and he referred to it as the cave. So William Morrison is the first man cave. (laughs) He had the first man cave (laughs) in history here.
1: First man cave.
0: So this is our other uh, notable old legend here. He's,
3: he's
0: Man now. Between uh eighteen eighty-eight and eighteen ninety, he uh finished basically his second revision. He didn't you know, apparently it must have been like an underground project for his first one because I couldn't find a date for it. But apparently this one he actually added uh steering and everything. And again, I really wish they would have gave me some specs on this because it looked it sounds like it was fucking giant as well. Cause it sat fucking 12 people on that thing on three bench seats <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> that would have been wide as hell yeah <laughs> now this big old thing was a three speed which is how you basically he's, uh, he's using a transformer to basically uh, modulate his uh, voltage and amperage and get different speeds out of it. So he had one that was walking speed basically for parking the car and whatnot.
4: Mm.
0: He had a 14 mile an hour speed for cruising around. And his car topped out on his third speed at twenty miles an hour. Not bad. True no, speed. not bad. Not bad at all. Um, <laughs> and then uh so to demonstrate his usefulness of his invention, he actually entered in the and I'm gonna butcher this fucking pronounce pronunciation the seni om said parade which is in des moines iowa and it's about they normally get about 85 to 100 spectators for this so it's basically some crazy parade i mean you figure at this time people don't really have a whole lot to do so parades, oh, yeah. i guess <laughs> well parades were been on for a while or years honestly oh yeah yeah i actually have another example of a very popular parade back in these times that we'll get into some more details later but i mean you you figured obviously there's a lot less to do then than there is now Hmm. so the chemist drove his uh his automobile all over the city for weeks after the parade and he actually started entering a shit ton of races
2: (laughs) Really? Yeah.
0: We're <laughs> racing now. So he was into, he was, um he was racing in a, basically the very first kind of like iterations of racing with cars. And he was noted as actually racing through the streets very often where police was always kind of after him. So he was <laughs> the first street racer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. we street racing
1: in the 1800s.
0: Fucking A. <laughs> Now, mind you, this thing obviously was a behemoth, right? Hmm. So, batteries—his batteries actually weighed 768 pounds. Jeez, how the hell do you put that in a fucking car? Oh, you build it on the car. I don't think they pick it up at all. Fuck that. <laughs> Seven
1: hundred pounds of a battery.
0: Oh yeah. Now with this, he only got four horsepower. <laughs> Damn. Um, he was rear wheel drive the way he kind of like with a, some of the other steam engines, they ran pulleys to all wheels or just um, dual sided as in front and back of the left side or front and back of the right side. You know what I mean? So his actually he made his to where the electric motors ran both back wheels and he only steered in the front. So he had the fir- one of the first also rear wheel drive cars in that sense. Oh, can yes though? um, he would get fifty miles to a charge, and it took twelve hours to charge the batteries.
2: Not really useful for a race, isn't it?
0: Why mm. well, I mean, if you give yourself charging time, I guess he's going. <laughs> he'll do his twenty miles an hour, <laughs> so by. 1912. There were over 30,000 electrical cars registered in the U.S. How so, many? 30,000.
2: What the hell?
0: Yeah, I would. As I was kind of doing this, I was kind of shocked in how much, how many electric cars there actually were at this time. Like it was kind of insane to to think about. We actually kind of started here, and it had a chance to get here. Way, way. What back year was then. this again? This was 1912. 1912 and 30,000 registered electric cars. Yep. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Well,
2: that's a lot.
0: So electric cars, obviously, they had a big hurdle in front of them. So you got to keep in mind, in 1910, only 3% of houses had electricity.
1: So would that the mean that there's people. more electric cars than there were electricity and houses?
0: <laughs> Not quite, but basically it was kind of only the elite, you know what I mean? Mm. Which you know a lot of this stuff starts off with. That. It's just only the elite that can afford these kind of things. Now, mind you, this was growing really, really rapidly. By 1920, 35 percent of houses had electricity, but that's still not a whole lot. You know what I mean? Oh
2: yeah, it's, that's not not even barely anything.
0: And there were 20 electric vehicle companies at this time. 20? 20, 20, 20, different companies. 20 Different companies. Yes, correct.
2: That's what? That's a lot.
0: Well, they were, like I said, a, a lot of people preferred the electric car because they were simpler to operate. They weren't as vibrating and shaking everywhere. They weren't a ticking time bomb. There was less maintenance to do on them. You know, with, uh, obviously with steam, they're just, they're bombs at this point. With gas, they're just so, they're vibrating, they're loud, they're not very reliable right now. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, technical stuff to them, adjusting your valves and everything that has to go into them to keep them running, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, could you imagine having to do that shit now? <laughs> <clears throat> How many people would not drive because they couldn't adjust a valve? Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> it It sounds like the tree huggers were thriving pretty strongly back in
0: those days. Well, you know, it wasn't a matter of tree huggers or not. What it was is that um, electricity was cheaper than gas at this point, which I guess is kind of true now, right? Yeah So let's get into uh let's get into the beginning of the end here, right? So Thomas Edison. Teamed up with the very notable person Henry Ford to produce mass electric cars. Mm-hmm. So they were they were planning to actually team up together and build an electric car, so that they can p- make this push. So this was the very very first, but this was before Model T. This was a uh, Henry Ford's first push into getting into cars because he wanted to be a car manufacturer. Mm. Now. Around this time, Thomas Edison, um, you know, maybe we'll do another episode of uh, the current wars, which was uh, AC versus DC. And get into some of that stuff because there is some pretty interesting and wild shit on there, too. But we'll avoid it for right now. So Edison, they had a deal they contracted over themselves, right? And so Ford was going to get his uh, batteries exclusively from Thomas Edison. Now, it turns out Edison made super shitty batteries. <laughs> Ooh. Now, mind you, we're like late into the 1800s at this point. There's tons of people, like I've already gave an example, that are, that are making batteries that can move, right? That can move vehicles. Yeah. Thomas Edison's batteries were so fucking bad, they couldn't move the car at all.
2: That's, that's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now at this same time and you know we'll we'll kind of get into some more propaganda and marketing and everything right at this time there was a big push kind of marketing electric cars to women because um mind you this is a quote so don't come at me <laughs> uh, because they were easy to use and they won't confuse the female brain this was out of a fucking newspaper guys
2: (laughs) imagine you said that to this day of age you'll get canceled Hmm. quick
0: oh man (laughs) this is gonna get sound clipped and I'm gonna get canceled watch (laughs) cancel culture is just a
2: good job you guys We had a great run
0: (laughs) who was it it? someone said that the cancel culture is just basically like the medieval times looking for an excuse to burn something Hey, we're getting <laughs> bored, I guess.
1: <laughs> and the 1800s are about to get canceled, just like the cancel gig is gone.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> let's not.
2: All
0: right. So basically, there was this marketing campaign, and we'll we'll get into some more marketing campaigns and propaganda really soon, right? Mm. Now, basically, they were marketing electric as feminine and the gas cars as masculine, right? But obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, Henry Ford still wanted to produce his cars. Just Edison wasn't producing good stuff. So around this time, Texas struck (laughs) oil, baby. We got oil. And what happened when Texas struck oil? Gas or oil became cheaper than electricity. So Henry Ford, instead of uh, keeping with electric cars and vehicles. He kind of said, "Well, fuck it," and he moved on to gasoline motors. <laughs> Not very good at this electricity thing. So. <laughs> well, mind you, it was just um, it was just Thomas Edison that wasn't good at the electricity thing. He could, if he would have went with, if he would have had a different partner to produce his batteries, we could have a very, very, very different reality now when it came to our cars. And even our battery and electrical technologies. Yeah. So who
2: who knows what kind of cars we would have now?
0: Yeah. No, when I, when I found this out and I was reading through this, I was like, dude, like this is like a huge pivotal moment in our history because it was Henry Ford that launched the first mass produced stuff that really took away, that really took off for the car. So like if he would have been in batteries and electric Man, this could have like completely changed everything we know right now.
2: Would he still be around if he kept with batteries? What's that? Would he still be around if he still went with battery?
0: We'll get into that right now. We'll get into that. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we'll jump back to that in a little bit. But um, so on the road, uh, William Phelps Eno in 1903. Uh, He came up with the first basic uh, rules of driving. So he was pretty much just this rich guy that was tired of uh, his fellow rich guys being dicks on the road. (laughs) So he got with New York and he wrote down this code and he said he would have paid for it to be printed or whatever, only if they would distribute all hundred thousand copies around. And it wasn't actually like a full on law it was just kind of like common sense shit. Like, Hey dude, fucking wave. If you're going to turn this way, asshole, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that, uh, there's, you know, over these years I've been covering, there's more, and more cars out on the road. Police technically, there's no laws written, right? This is all uncharted territory. So police didn't want the responsibility of dealing or enforcing nothing with cars. Mm-hmm. And, um, Drivers didn't think cops had any authorities to tell them to move or do anything or tell them what to do. So there was, I believe I found about six papers and this was just like quick random because I wasn't trying to deep dive into this specific thing. But there was tons of encounters and reports of basically cops getting pissed off and beating the fuck out of drivers in their cars. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
4: police
3: brutality <laughs>
0: <laughs> So these all kind of started i guess basically trying to get them to move and going like hey get you know get your fucking car out of the road or move it out of the way and the drivers just like well fuck you what authority do you have on me <laughs>
1: <laughs> This police baton
0: <laughs> So the, back to this uh William Phelps guy So in mind you this is all kind of staying local to New York for right now He's actually came up with the first ideas of kind of painting lanes in the road. And also the roundabout, making everybody go one direction, because apparently everybody was just driving through this roundabout areas and just going any fucking way they wanted. And there was a lot of crashes. It's okay. Nobody likes roundabouts anyways. Yeah, but you figured... You know, there'd be some kind of like common sense thing of like, hey, why don't we all go this way instead of like running into each other? <laughs> it, it literally had to get written down, basically. So let's kind of get into the streets a little bit here. Obviously, there were streets were existing before cars, right?
4: Hmm.
0: But they were never for cars. These streets were mostly for Uh, For horses and a ton of foot traffic. And I mean, like, basically, people walking down the middle of the road, they'll stop at a vendor on a horse to go buy something, walk into the streets without, you know, looking both ways. Because obviously horses aren't moving super fast through there, and they never really needed to to think about that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Kids were encouraged to play on the streets. <laughs> no. This was before any concept of playgrounds or parks. Uh, Pretty much they were, the think, parents were just going, all right, going kids, go fucking end. play on the street.
3: <laughs>
1: True parenting right there.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of gets a little deeper as we go more into our story here, but that's just kind of a quick rundown of what the streets look like right now. <laughs> so Obviously, most people have horses and stuff. So there were in New York alone, there was over a hundred thousand horses that regularly walked all the streets. Um The streets are always covered in fucking manure, pigs, sheep, cattle. There was even herds of pigs that just roamed the streets in New York all the time, like a a beast. Yeah, like a pig gang. That kind of sounds like <laughs> <okay>. pork banging. <laughs> What a pork (laughs) bankie. Throwing up pork signs. Oh, God. (laughs) It just might be. It just might be.
2: Tony, are you you trying to come out uh, of the cholo? Are you trying to tell us?
0: Hey, hey, hey. You know what? I don't have the locomobile yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's a quote from a newspaper in new york tearing along us along the street at alarming rates dodging people and teams of horses this automobile terrorized the streets this is in reference to drivers going through these streets at 20 miles an hour
2: oh man these fucking criminals fucking going fast in the streets what the hell
0: yeah so everybody's just they're they're get these cars are getting painted as like dangerous and crazy and like, like oh my god what are these fucking people doing you know oh, oh, so fast. yeah yeah because at this point it was a big us versus them you know only the rich owned it so like they were considered really rare to see and very dangerous by the masses <laughs> so they did call them pleasure like a uh, pleasure mobiles or something like that basically because it was just pleasure mobiles yeah oh yeah that kind <laughs> Jeez.
1: and i think i'd want one back then too at that point
0: <laughs> so that kind of paints a picture of where we were at before henry ford right
4: hmm.
0: now 1908 <laughs> ford produced the model t And he produced it in the most (laughs) massive way. Obviously, this is the first, where, like you guys kind of like, where your knowledge kind of came in. This was the first automobile massively produced and available to everybody. Mm -hmm. So it was mostly sold in cities. And this Model T can now move up to 45 miles an hour.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Damn. Um, So now they're starting to move
1: speed unbelievable speed i can't even <laughs> see the car going that fast what the heck you blink your eye and that shit's gone
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so to answer your question from earlier with the electric car yes if ford would have kept on and just said fuck you edison and went with another battery producer he would have eventually done some kind of mass production version of the model t in electric oh and hmm. as we know this is the car that kind of changed it for everybody because now it was affordable enough to where the masses can start buying it right um yeah so what kind of debacle did it start now keep it in mind when the model t came out and it started exploding in sales because more of the every man can buy it there were no stop signs There were no car lanes. There are no traffic cops, no speed limits, no brake lights, no street lights. You're allowed to drink and drive.
2: That's beast.
0: And nobody had a driver's license or there were no driver's education. Most people were taught by the salesman. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: That's the kind of world I want to live in. (laughs) Well, we'll dive into that um into that world a little bit right now. <laughs> now you're you know, now there now that there's a vehicle available to the massive, we're gonna have dumb people driving now, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. So and this is what kind of baffled me because I figured there might be some kind of understanding from the Turn horses, turtle. you know. But apparently, people didn't understand the concept, the concept of speed and turning. So, <laughs> yes. So, people, basically, people were ranking these Model Ts up and going, oh, yeah, we got to turn here, cranking the wheel, and just flipping these things or, like, spinning out of control. You're Beat <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Now... They basically came up with a well, term and the reason I'm including these terms is because exist. you're gonna see later on a lot of terms you recognize that ended up sticking from these timelines. based on your opinion so I think although for the record this term I think we need to bring back so when they whenever these cars actually flipped over and stuff every time I saw it in um in a newspaper clipping, it came up as turned turtle turned
2: turtle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think we need to bring that back. That needs to be a term again for when people roll over their car. They turn turtle. It's pretty
2: hard. It's pretty hard to flip over a car nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not challenging anyone. I'm not. I oh, mean from
0: last episode you're talking about that Hummer. We'll see. We'll see how easy that thing turns over. Man. Oh no,
2: I don't know about that.
0: They don't they don't got a good record, dude. <laughs>
2: no, not, not the EV, the EV is OP.
0: Yeah. They got one, Manny. Remember they made one finally.
2: <laughs> they made no
0: they made two actually. Oh, the CG they one don't two. count though. What? The CG what do you... one don't count though.
2: No, they actually made two of them.
0: Well, I guess they're almost there to mass production.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the one I'm I'm coming in crab all walking right. all over the place. So...
0: Crab walking. <laughs> Enough people, um, so enough people ended up flipping these cars everywhere to where they actually had to put out bulletins in all the newspapers and um send out driving manuals to explain slowing down before turning velocity and centrifugal oh force. Oh my god, yep, it's so
2: these like people don't know what common sense is.
0: I mean, basically, kind of, it is. Jesus Christ, so. Speaking of common sense, this is kind of why I have this written down here. Now, with this with this in mind, keeping timeline in, vi- in mind and everything, we're going to get into rights of the road. So who's, whose fault is it for traffic accident? Who has right-of-ways out on the streets? Because now public opinion was really, really geared towards the car's fault. The cars are evil, all this kind of stuff, mm. and the blades just flared up from here. Because obviously it's not like you know, and I'll get into some more details. But it's not like these things were, uh, you know, not hitting anybody <laughs> when they flipped over. <laughs> <laughs> now, basically, it started to it started to become these debates of uh, horses versus cars, gasoline or oats. You know what I mean? Exhaust versus shit. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, like I said, uh, the cars are starting to creep up in popularity, but obviously, you know, sometimes with um, with change, you got to drag people into it, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: So horses made a ton of shit in these fucking cities, basically, right? So I found a super crazy, crazy, crazy aspects for it. So Milwaukee had about 350 people. Of those people, um, there was 12,000, 350,000 people. There was 12,500 horses in that city. And they produced about 133 tons of manure a day. What the hell? That's a lot of fucking shit. Now, New York seems to have the best documentations on this. So I I do end up back in New York a lot and Detroit, because obviously that's where a lot of these cars are being made. Mm Mm-hmm so Rochester New York, they said uh they would have a field where they kept the horse poop and they would get they would be able to uh move like they'd have to move it to like a landfill and they would be able to uh produce about a hundred and seventy five um feet high of fucking poop on an acre of land in one year
2: my God now, so now- again,
0: with the horses." What do you do in a, you know, mind, you know, this is like early times where they're not really taking good, good care of these fucking horses. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently, the average lifespan for a horse back then was only two years. Oh, fuck. And yeah, weren't since, they getting abused? Oh, dude, they're fucking work to the bone. Like, you ride till it dies.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally. I know people like travel from New York all the way to California on horses.
0: And they probably die after that. (laughs) Yeah. Now most roads were were paved with like cobble, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the horses would slip, and if they break their legs, it was kind of like a regular thing where they just get shot in the head right there and just left on the road.
2: Three sixty no skill (laughs) (laughs) headshot.
0: So obviously the streets were you know covered in not just horses like i said we got the the vato porcos over there you have the horse shit you got dead horses lying the way you introduced
2: it that's true yeah
0: that causes a ton of health problems so that was kind of like one of the debates back from the cars you know is the cars (laughs) basically saying like hey we lose so many people because we get sick and we don't really have good penicillin or nothing yet you know yeah we yes. get rid of dead horses and all this shit. The cars are a lot better. They're lasting longer than two years. They're not producing all this stuff that's getting everybody sick.
2: And you can have whatever color you want too.
0: Yes. Now, what do the you know regular pedestrians and stuff kind of have against the cars? What? I thought you never asked. It kind of <laughs> has a lot to do with how many kids were getting killed by cars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so pretty much just,
0: just. You guys are laughing way too hard at this. This is this is unacceptable here.
3: <laughs> it is, it is, it <laughs> is I mean, you gotta have a story. Front of cars. It's not
0: complete unless there's a child dies in it, right?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. we'll
0: make the story. So, We remember the Model Natural T was selection. released in uh, 1908, right? Oh so my god! Na- the summer of 1908. And I'm just talking about June, July, two months. That first summer in 1908, those two months, 31, um, 31 people were killed in car, car crashes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a shit ton more um, injured, and they you know almost every article I read on that statistic says there was a bunch uh, injured, but nobody kept record. When you
2: say car crash, is it because the car's flipping over?
0: Well, this was everything. This has to do with car crashes, car flipping, car said, oops, I hate your kid, all that stuff.
1: Oops, I hate your kid. <laughs> I was like, oops, your, car, your kid became an accidental speed bump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. you meant the speed bumps. Move <laughs> out of the way.
0: Now, remember, the parents are the one telling the kids, go play in the street. That's where you go play. So every month, these kids—the the death of kids and pedestrians being hit by cars—continuously went on the rise, again and again and again. My God! <laughs> you can
1: a car, you can dodge a ball, <laughs> bro. And, you know they're light. not used
0: to—they're not used. There's no crosswalks. You know what I mean? They're not used to looking both ways before you step on the road. To them, they still own Just like the road, they did. So They're walking down the road like whatever, and obviously. <laughs> Somebody who was just taught how to drive a car by a salesman is just like, "Oops!"
2: <laughs> but can't you hear car before like it hits you?
0: You know, you'd think, and you'd think with how slow they kind of go, it's kind of like a uh, kind of like that scene in, yeah, they're like standing in front of it screaming for five seconds before they decide to move out of the way, and then they, it's too late and they get hit.
2: <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. How many kids die getting trampled by horse?
0: Uh, not a lot. Really? We'll, we'll get into kids- a different statistic that's a little bit... You'll see, but not a lot on horses alone. You'll see. Right. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get these, into it. These kids are running deaf. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. I dove very deep into this child diff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, 1909. That's all bad <laughs> 1909, we're still we're still out of ratio, right? There's still more pedestrians than there are people buying cars, right? Mm-hmm. So 1909, it's very easy to yes, push legislation people, and laws they without like move out of the way. <laughs> much um, much fight back from the car side, right? Yeah. So Detroit actually decided to keep a speed limit in their city streets of five miles an hour, Plus and to this. Obviously did What's not cool last hell? because the way cars were built back then, all the cars kept stalling and from the low speeds. <laughs> and because they kept stalling, they clogged up the entire roads and just caused so much traffic. There was no way for any businesses to function. So obviously that law got removed. Now, it, um, also Detroit was just arresting just trying to hit hard on cars to to try to keep them from uh i guess killing people basically we'll get deeper into that like i said but again <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. it 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 gets a little bit funny so there's actually a note there's a note here from a newspaper here in Detroit where they arrested 450 people for speeding in one day yeah, how? now oh, they were they were just it was like a literal war almost like they it was literally like pedestrian versus car drivers. It was how did
2: they like know how they were speeding? Like were they running against it? Like oh, this man is going too fast.
0: Oh no no, they just pretty much saw a car you know going down the street and they just went after it, dude. This was just straight war attack just because they were in the car, you know. Jesus. So. And the laws yeah, were the, the really against hasn't drivers, found a way man. So at this time, strangers. like, if you hit somebody with your car <laughs> and they died, you got, like, the, the book thrown at you. Manslaughter charges, and you were pretty much, there was no fighting it. You were done. You know what I mean? They were putting you in jail, all that kind of stuff. But now, because there was no, like, laws and statutes or nothing like that, the mix was actually kind of funny because if you hit somebody with your car and, like, let's say crippled them for life, the max penalty you face was a fine in 15 days in jail.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you just killed
1: my child. <laughs> Good thing you'll be going to jail for a very short time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is because there's no statute. There's no standards just yet. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It all makes sense. So with that, the traffic squad was created. Now, they were created to help guide cars in busy intersections to help prevent accidents because accidents is the biggest thing for them right now. It's people dying from car crashes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the government created these hand signals, which is, you know, the basic stop, the the crinkled hand of come over here or the the waving hand where they do the circle next to their leg oh, the kind windmill? of like yeah the windmill basically to kind <laughs> of like have them go through mm. now, or not the pose they created this with the assumption that everybody would know what it is so <laughs> nobody knew what the fuck they were doing <laughs> pedestrians had no idea they just stopped and walked like what the fuck are they doing Cars would just kind of look at them and drive past them. Like, what the fuck do you want? So there was like a ton of newspaper clippings of uh, frustration of these guys just like chasing down cars. Like, I said, stop, asshole. You know, like, I don't fucking know. You had a hand signal. I thought you were waving a high. Stupid
2: uh, stupid ass street performers. I thought you were saying top of the morning to me. (laughs) Damn it.
0: (laughs) So eventually they did have to produce something to kind of go like another bulletin in the newspaper like hey by the way this is what we're doing listen
2: <laughs> i thought they would have told them first before they start going out in the street like that
0: yeah Oof. so two years after the model t 1910 they started doing car records um basically recording uh accidents and deaths and everything going on with these cars again because they. People were getting killed so often that they started going, like, you know what? We need to record this. We need to keep record of it. We can't just keep doing newspaper articles or whatever, you know?
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So May 1910, Brooklyn lawyer hit a 16-year-old kid on his way home. Kid was not seriously injured, and the guy's just like, I'll give you a ride home, kid. (laughs) Get the fuck out of the way, little Billy. Well, you know, different time, different time, right? Now, on the way home with the kid, with the 16 year old kid in the car, um, the Brooklyn lawyer hit a six year old girl playing with her friends on the streets and she died. Oh, man. He was then arrested for manslaughter. (laughs) Natural selection.
3: Yeah, two in
0: one day. Two in one day. Second time to Charm. (laughs) <laughs> <The> second kind. <time. laughs> now um I guess to jump back to Leo's comment earlier. It wasn't direct, but it's not just cars. Sometimes the cars would turn on, backfire, or speed by horses and scare them. So the car the horses would take off into the streets and sometimes trample people. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when the You know, it started getting to the point where the push to build playgrounds was the first solution, along with limiting people's speeds. So they finally started getting like, "Hey, maybe we should get the kids off the fucking street."
3: No, yeah,
2: (laughs) common sense.
0: I mean, it's common sense to us, but they're stuck. You know, they're stuck in their ways. The parents grew up playing on the streets, so like, if you know, I grew up playing on the streets, the kids should be able to play on the streets. You know, (laughs) get hit by a car and turn into an involuntary (laughs) speed bump. I mean, that's kind of how it happens, right? Jeez. <laughs> so 1914, the first stoplight was kind of put up in the streets. And nobody stopped unless a cop was staring at him. <laughs> oh, my God. And God beli- yeah. And believe it or not, um, the first stop sign um, started trying to go up in neighborhoods, and there was often the community in the neighborhood did not want the stop signs put up in their neighborhood. Why? Because they thought it was unfriendly to pedestrians, and it gave it gave away their right to the right of way. <laughs> so oh. basically, they were like, if we start putting up signs, then cars think they can drive here. This is our streets. We're gonna keep walking through the streets, you know.
3: Oh, my God.
0: So, <laughs> because, you know, America, in America. Illinois, a, an Illinois court briefly ruled stop signs illegal because it violated the rights of the individual, forcing them to stop at a street. <laughs> oh,
2: my God.
0: I'm sorry. I thought this was America.
2: I thought it happened to freedom. <laughs>
0: So 1915, schools started incorporating um, and teaching kids the rules of the, wo- of the road, quote unquote. Okay. Basically, so they can finally, you know, get them off the streets, right? No. And uh, this is actually where, this is actually where it gave birth to a lot of like things in school that we might know, like the game Red Light, Green Light. Oh that actually came from these studies to teach kids, you know, what the what the rules of the road were and hopefully prevent them from getting mowed down in the streets.
2: I love that game.
0: <laughs> and here you are, not mowed down or like Tommy says, an involuntary speed bump. Unfortunately. You hit a kid, you're like,
2: oh no, Jimmy. <laughs>
0: So 1917, a Detroit police officer, um, he was the first one to incorporate a flashing yellow light. And that's to give people time um, to finish crossing the road and to warn drivers of an oncoming red light, which obviously we fucking know. Oh, because basically up until this point, it was pretty much green. Go, 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 go. Red, stop, you know. So obviously, as you've already heard, these guys hitting so many people, they were Probably not the smartest, and just hitting people and just running right through them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, it's a it's a battle between the pedestrian and the cars. So that's where a lot of these things kind of came up from. Is um, inconsiderate drivers were known as, and again, I found these all in newspapers, and I just thought some of them were funny. Like this one is: inconsiderate drivers were known as fibber boobs. Fibber, the what? Fibber boobs. Fibber boobs? Yeah. I, I honestly don't know the roots of it. Maybe I would dig into it deeper, but I had a lot to research. But I just thought it was a funny one that they, it was frequently in newspaper clippings I found. <laughs> um, joy riders, speed maniacs, Sunday drivers, road hogs, and hit and runs.
2: Them damn Sunday drivers.
0: Yep, so all of these started coming about not, you know, now we kind of use it from driver to driver, you know what I mean? No, yeah. Uh, apparently, these all kind of originated from more pedestrian to driver. Mm. And uh this next one, I'm going to let you guys guess what we call it today. Juggernauts drove right into a crowd of people and out of control.
2: The juggernauts.
0: Juggernauts? Juggernauts is what they called um cars that drove right into a crowd of people and lost control. What no, the hell? No nobody can guess what we call that today. The uh, Mustang. Yes. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Dang Mustang drivers.
0: I think Ford needs to come out with the Mustang juggernaut now.
2: That is, that's the day when I would lock myself
0: in my house. <laughs> The, the juggernaut's just gonna be a Mustang with a bash bar in the front. <laughs> oh god. For all the crowds you run into. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> gonna make sure you keep your body panels good looking.
2: Crazy off road tires that go over bodies.
0: Yep. Heavy duty heavy duty suspension, a little bit more travel to hop the curb. It's all oh, coming geez. together. <laughs> hey man, you start some of this shit, man, because they're gonna start coming
1: out with it
2: my god
0: copyrighted! i get i get a cut
3: (laughs) (laughs) i get a portion of the profit
0: (laughs) so like i was saying earlier um a lot of this stuff is marketing and propaganda right so those are some of the terms that was kind of brought up against drivers to help persuade you know laws legislation and kind of like turn the cars and drivers into the bad people right yeah <clears throat> so um police in New York actually tried to limit the amount of time kids were allowed to play on the streets and they were combated by the parents
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: a
0: curfew and the parents were like fuck
1: that shit if little Jimmy wants to stay out there till 9 o'clock and get hit by a car then that's what he should be able to do
0: yeah it's like <laughs> w- what am I supposed to do with the kids I can't, Take care I can't of watch them They have to go to the street.
1: (laughs) Me? Watch my kids? No, they belong to the streets. You're saying I had
2: to do parenting? What the fuck is that? Parenting, what is that?
0: So, New York tried a couple different things. Uh, They tried arresting kids, but it ended up just scaring the kids and pissing off the parents.
3: (laughs) Obvious reasons. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Newspapers started finally publishing for kids to play in a yard, a park, or a playground. But obviously, for big city areas like New York and Detroit, it's kind of hard because, you know, they live in an area that's just, you know, the apartments and streets, you know? Yeah. So kids hunted down um, streets with less traffic in them to go play. And when they did and they found these streets where kids um kids could play where there's less traffic uh, the city actually recognized them and granted them those roads as play streets
2: oh,
3: what
0: <laughs> yeah Jeez. so in these streets apparently um cars had to slow down and wait for the kids in these streets <laughs>
2: wait for them to finish playing
0: <laughs> yeah meanwhile I think they were trying to get pushes to start building more playgrounds and stuff like that alright May 1919 Des Moines Iowa again 11 car, eleven cars 11 kids were hit by cars and pictures of them were published in the newspaper
2: ooh and
0: yeah as well as published in the newspapers was the addresses of all of the drivers who hit them.
2: Oh, he was doxing (laughs) way before.
0: (laughs) So this kind of goes into the war going on. So there was literally people showing up to these guys' addresses and just beating the shit out of the drivers. Bro, these
2: are doxings, Doxing before, doxing was cool.
0: Yeah. So they they're getting into it now. They're getting into it pretty bad now. 1922. Um the police marched a drunk driver who hit someone in handcuffs during the Safety Day parade. Oh my god. <laughs> I just displayed that
1: dude like, yep. Yeah, this could
0: be you. I guess uh this is past the point where they'd no longer tar and feather but You know, we should bring that back to Tarn Feathering. I don't know if I'm ready for that. (laughs) Why? What are you scared of?
2: (laughs) Sounds painful.
0: So I found it a little bit ironic that the Safety Day Parade is in the streets as they parade about how dangerous the streets are.
1: What?
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't prove them right right there on the spot
2: The
3: street's bad
0: so this safety day parade which like manny was alluding to earlier they they were everywhere parades were everything apparently as far as entertainment went uh one of the one of the notes that they did was that they were towing wrecked cars and they would put signs up on the cars so they put signs up on there like um and these are all, you know, quotes from the from the articles and pictures I found. I tried to make ninety miles per hour. Another one said, uh, "Follow this one to the cemetery." Um, another one had like a mannequin dressed up as Satan, and had like bloody corpses as passengers. <laughs> Just a little extreme. Well, you know they're they're using the scare tactics. You know what I mean. This is all part of the the marketing and propaganda how they're trying to present everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, children who were crippled by car accidents, ironically were part rode, of the parade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ironically <laughs> rode in the parade,
2: <laughs> In their wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm assuming, they had a big sign saying, "I am the speed bump." Oh, I
3: yeah. am, I,
0: people <laughs> Leo he, he's ready to start propaganda parades look at him
2: <laughs> I'm ready tell me when <laughs>
0: um, on the uh, safety day parade 10,000 children dressed up as ghosts to represent the kids they lost that that year to cars and yes ten thousand in one year. 10,000 new speed bumps.
1: (laughs) 10,000
0: involuntary speed bumps. (laughs) Oh, God. This is bad. So, women wore necklaces with stars um, to indicate that they lost a child. Maybe they shouldn't fucking have their children playing in the street. (laughs) Playing speed. Teachers would read names of the kids who died and describe how they died to scare the kids from playing in the streets. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he got <fucking> ran over. <laughs> now, you got to think about it. It's 10,000 in one year. At this point, it's become like a full-on epidemic for them, and they still can't get the fuck out of the streets. Low-key, <laughs> this is how I feel about roadies on Canyon Roads. What do you just trying? Roadies, the uh, the the guys that bike mountain roads. Oh,
2: those bicyclists.
0: Yeah, I call them roadies because I'm coming from the mountain bike side. We call I them roadies. Them.
2: They think they own the road.
0: Yeah, I, I, they need to get the fuck out of the road. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: They own the road until they become involuntary
3: people. <laughs>
0: so there's so many deaths in the cities at this point. That fire stations and churches and schools would all ring their bells twice a day in remembrance of all the dying kids.
1: That's a lot of dead children.
0: Um, they had people um, handing out in schools and out on the streets murder maps. And murder. these murder maps showed murder where... Maps. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Imagine going to Compton like,
0: oh, here's a murder map for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these murder maps showed where people had died from car accidents in the city. So, it, you know, it, it's gotten to this point. They're publishing addresses. They're, you know, they're put, running all these propagandas. And obviously, yeah, a lot of people were fucking dying. A lot of people were, um, you know, these mobs get angry and get the mob mentality going. And as soon as somebody would, you know, hit somebody, there'd be a mob just there to just jump them is it really the driver's fault I mean it's it's got to be a little bit of both because they're not moving that fast (laughs) I mean
1: the kids just kind of are watching this car barrel towards them and they're like I'm sure I won't get hit by that and then they get hit by it yep and die to a car 20 miles an hour yeah by
0: 1920 Almost every major city in America had crosswalks, but they were seldom used by pedestrians. <laughs> oh my God. People don't learn. So, with, the, with this battle going on, by 1923, um, car sales had dropped significantly. So, you know, it, it, 1908, 1923, it's had time to where more people were buying a ton of cars, but they were killing so many fucking people that, you know, and it, every, these drivers were getting jumped and almost killed themselves just for hitting somebody, you know? That has gotten to the point where it painted cars so bad that their sales started dropping. And what happens when a corporation loses sales, guys?
3: They go oh. bye-bye
0: no man they they fight back they throw money into it
2: (laughs) oh oh i guess you don't have the same mentality as me like just give up
0: oh geez (laughs) grubs say fuck it so yeah (laughs) so basically uh i guess to kind of put it in perspective the first four me blah in the first four years um, more Americans died in auto accidents than they than had died in the Battle of France. Jesus. In uh, 1925, um, auto accidents were responsible for two thirds of the entire death tolls with in cities with populations over 25,000. Yeah. So, so cars were killing people. Oh, they were killing a lot of people, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so there was a push for U.S. legislation to limit cars to 15 to 25 miles an hour. And obviously car, car makers are feeling the heat, right? You start mm-hmm. limiting what the cars can do. They're going to start putting a ton of regulation on the cars and they're going to, you know, they're going to freak the fuck out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as much as I hate rooting for the big corporate stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> They decided to fight back with propaganda, and they um, developed the first auto industry lobby, the Motordom Car Lobby. What? Motordom. Motordom. Yeah, D O M. Oh, dumb. Okay. So the Motordom. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're not dumb. You'll see. They do a very good job (laughs) at (laughs) at changing the message. So, the auto coalition was to stop any restrictions and laws and get the right-of-way. Basically, to stop any laws from proceeding towards their cars and manufacturing. Um, It was kind of made up of a lot of car companies, um, auto clubs, and things like that. So, they decided the way they would fight back and start their propaganda campaign is with the term jaywalker or jaywalking. Oh, yeah, that's where this birth came from. So apparently I was able to find this because I did more research into this one because it's kind of a more pivotal word to this story here. Apparently, uh, the J is a term for like country bumpkin or simpleton or something like that. So, oh, you know, it was a very man. insulting, I guess.
2: That's a hobby.
0: And uh, a a lot of people thought it was You know like a slur Or it's too vulgar to kind of use in public You know Mm. Now which I thought was kind of funny But uh, they hired boy scouts To hand out cars and leaflets All to pedestrians About jaywalkers (laughs) So they pretty much hired a bunch of kids Like hey kids go pass all this shit out In the streets Yep (laughs) You're gonna be the example (laughs)
2: Everything just keep going back to the streets.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, another campaign they did is uh, uh, for the uh, safety day parade. We're back onto the parades, buddies. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> is they had a guy dressed up cartoonish as a hillbilly and get repeatedly bumped softly on his butt with a sign that he held Jay Walker. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: what? People. <laughs>
0: It is such a simple, like, messaging they're trying to put across, like, oh, they're trying to, like, put this whole country bumpkin. like, oh, I'm stupid, and the, the car is just, like, bumping them on the ass, you know? Yeah. So another one they did is uh, on the safety day parade, they had a huge tombstone that goes, here lies MJ Walker, who stepped from the curb without looking. So they're trying <laughs> to, like, belittle them, like, you know, these idiots just walking onto the street, you know? Oh, hey, so obviously, this worked mostly in cities because they kind of use that uh that divide of elitism and kind of like, oh well, I'm not some country bumpkin, you know, I'm from New York or Detroit, whatever, you know. I'm smart. Yeah, so they <laughs> use this to kind of push their narrative. And uh, well, we'll we'll see how it's working, but the- <laughs> they painted jaywalkers basically as like anarchists and um and you know mind you around this time in history anarchists was around for different political statements and you know they were doing things blowing up buildings and you know sabotaging events you know yeah they're trying to paint jaywalkers as like idiots as dangerous as bad in every way they could you know yeah
1: um funny what's that
0: all of this
1: just to keep people from getting hit by cars.
0: Yes. Well, it's more than getting hit by cars because obviously they didn't do a lot until the until it got so bad that the cars looked bad enough where it looked like um, the government was going to start putting legislation to limit their cars and production and speed and regulations. Mm. So they're like, we need to nip this in the butt now before it hurts our business. And it already hurt their business and sales too, you know? Yeah. They didn't care about people getting hit by cars. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, we care about sales. Yes, which I hate to agree with them sometimes, but I agree with them. At least it's keeping people from getting killed. Eh? <laughs> uh, one funny campaign I found was uh, the the Motor Dumb Car Lobby hired Santa Clauses to go out on the streets during Christmas time. And the Santa Claus would sit on the streets with a megaphone and was hired to yell and denounce at pedestrians when they tried to jaywalk. (laughs) Don't do
1: it. Don't do
3: it.
0: Well, pretty much like turn Santa against them. You know what I mean?
2: Start throwing cold at the person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get this knocked out.
0: So, you know, their campaign was aggressive and they did it everywhere. And uh, Los Angeles was actually one of the first to kind of lead in like safety crosswalk signs. And and they made those tunnels that nobody uses anymore to kind of cross under underpasses and things like that, you know, Mm. or even the overpasses. They have those little cages to go over the overpasses, all that stuff kind of branched out around this time to kind of. It was during the Jaywalker campaign time to keep people from getting killed and you know hit. <laughs> um the LA the LAPD they tried uh public shamings before fines. So like basically the cop would be there, and when he saw somebody trying to fucking um jaywalk or whatever, they'd blow their whistle and start yelling at him, like, hey you fucking Jaywalker idiot, you know, like talking shit to him. <laughs> I found, like, three newspaper clippings where the jaywalker got in a fight with the police over it. <laughs> How dare you call me a fucking idiot for being a jaywalker? Yeah, <laughs> but apparently at this time in history, like, that jaywalker country bunking thing was, like, a big insult to these city people.
1: I ain't having it.
0: Yeah, most people obviously just jump back on the curb, but... I thought it was funny. I found so many of just them getting into it with the cops and fighting them over it. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: with the cop.
0: Um, that big trip- of- What's that?
1: It was that big of an insult that people were fighting cops over it.
0: Absolutely. Now, AAA. A. Uh, they published traffic talk in newspapers under a pen name to help educate drivers on rights of the road. Hmm. So basically, this company's and, you know, mind you, all this shit still happens now, although probably less to our benefit and more for bad shit going on, you know, like these these corporations and lobbies pushing uh, propaganda campaigns and everything. And they're writing these articles or writing these uh, these things. Or You know, at this point, we have a lot of talking heads. That speak on behalf of corporations you know they're getting their stuff from corporations they're just regurgitating it so it doesn't look like a corporation saying it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i don't fully agree but i guess in this point i do agree (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh motordom lobby they sponsored traffic education schools and uh or i'm sorry traffic education in schools so they started making sure that um, traffic education was in our public schools everywhere. And to make sure it gets taught that Jay Walker was taught to be a bad and negative turn and blah, blah, blah. They won this messaging war. One hundred percent, man. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as we know, laws went through to regulate traffic. But the whole Jay Walker thing completely, completely took over. And as a good note, deaths finally started to decline. Oh, so it started working. People started listening. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> they didn't want to be
1: called this derogatory word that they felt so offended by.
0: <laughs> yep. Now, one more note here for 1925, and we you know, um, an early prototype of a Phantom Auto was used by, Hundina Radio Control, which was basically the first driverless car. yeah so this is just a note I'm kind of going to end it here with by 1932 there was already a driverless car driving the streets of New York and Milwaukee wait how it was remote controlled by a car driving in front
2: it was just right (laughs) in the (laughs) way
0: what the hell is the point of that um, honestly, I just found it super interesting since I found like the electric cars, a ton of stuff super early. I thought I'd throw this in here for like, technically, this is the first autonomous driving car
3: or mm. driverless
0: car, I guess, technically. But uh, that is my car history. There wasn't a whole lot on the car stuff, so I decided to throw in a bunch of t- child diff. How'd you guys like that?
2: I like that. It, it made me feel so close at home.
1: Just make sure that, uh, you title this episode Involuntary speed, bumps. <laughs> "Involuntary speed Bumps."
0: You know, I I just might, I just might.
4: <laughs> oh god! But That's that is god. our
0: episode for this one. It's just, uh, you know, we kind of know of uh, the story one way, but there's a lot of details that I don't think a lot of people ever get to hear.
2: I learned yeah. a lot today
0: don't you it was educational and fun right oh yeah quite the educational night so this is kind of like something i kind of want to do a little bit more often here and there but it does take me a lot of fucking time to kind of go through and like read up on all this kind of stuff and kind of follow the timeline through yeah so i won't do it all the time because goddamn. but with this being the first one i thought since we are technically a car and anime podcast, I'll start it off with this. Other ones might not necessarily follow the same thing all the time, but I definitely want feedback from you guys, from the listeners, from anybody who ends up, you know, stumbling across this. I would love some feedback to how we can improve it, change it, um, even topics that you know maybe they know there's some funny or interesting stuff in there that we can find. Ooh, yeah. And uh, maybe we'll start doing this maybe once a month or something. There you Gosh,
2: go. That sounds fun. This was fun, actually.
0: Yeah. What were you guys expecting coming into it?
2: I don't know. Like, Ford Model T, the assembly line, you know, the basic stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of the idea I want to start with. I want to start with something that we might think is like we already know that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then we're gonna expand it and just go. What the fuck? <laughs> like,
2: I, like we learned like where the speed bump came from now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the speed bump. Oh Jesus Christ!
0: I'm gonna ride that for a while. <laughs> but uh, with that, Manny, why don't you uh close us out and tell the people where they can find us? Man. Who's Manny? Oh, Manny's dead. Man, he's dead. (laughs) We lost. We lost. (laughs) Scary Leo, Tommy. You, you guys, want to do this? Uh, Leo Redemption, Tommy, first time. Why don't you tell people where they can find us? I'll let Tommy go. (laughs) Um, Let's see if I remember how you
3: guys did this.
1: (laughs) Um, Fuck. Hey, no pressure. That's
0: all the pressure. Man, he had
1: a die on me at the worst time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch at Unaccepted Pod. Not MySpace. Maybe I'll make one just for g- giggles sake. <laughs> <laughs> <Go> on, <fans. laughs> and you can also look up our website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, leave a review um, anywhere you're listening or watching the podcast. Uh, Again, I do want some feedback, so let me know anything. You can also send me an email at unacceptedpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday because this is a bonus. I'll probably release it tonight. So good morning on a Wednesday. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Good morning, everyone.
0: (laughs) And we'll catch everybody on Wednesday.
2: Hell yeah.